0: Good morning. Are we having fun yet? This time of the year, isn't it awesome? How many of you are thankful that there's such a thing as heat? (laughs) We probably don't appreciate it as much, you know, sometimes, but we do now, don't we? Uh, Out of curiosity, what's the coldest it was at someone's house this morning? Minus nine, you beat me. We were minus eight. Yeah. Anybody well oh, see, Dan, minus seven. Well see, when I got to the church, it had risen to minus seven. You know. <laughs> oh, but I tell you, it's something, isn't it? Oh. Yes, yeah, beautiful. Mark came in the back a little while ago and asked him, hey, you need anything? I said, I really do. Actually, there's two ushers came in and asked. One of them I asked him to wash my car, he refused. The other one I asked to make about, you know, 24 snow angels in the front yard to inspire you. They didn't want to do that either. So, so here we are, guys. But you know, the, the song that we were just listening to, you know, it's like, boy, it's almost a surprise sometimes when we come to the conclusion that God really, He wants us. He don't really need us, but He wants us. And I want to tell you something as we launch that into a new year. Genuinely to give Him control. It'll be the best year we ever have. It really will. Excuse me. That's what I want to talk to you about. The most important thing. And as we conclude uh, this little chat this morning, and we'll go two or three weeks on it, but you will agree, you'll come to the conclusion that what we're talking about genuinely is the most important thing. And if we get a hold of this, 2018 will be the best year. The most successful year in whatever it is you're pursuing of your life. If we grasp a hold of this, it will change us genuinely. <clears throat> so, let's start off in Proverbs chapter 4. And it says, My father told me, take my words to heart. You ever hear somebody use that term? Well, take this to heart. That means take it seriously. He says, My father told me, take my words to heart. Be deeply moved by this. You know, live according to it because you take it so seriously. My father told me, take my words to heart. Follow my instructions and you will live. And then in verse 5 it says, learn to be wise. Anybody here know someone who's wise? Were they born that way? No. How many of you ever watch little kids after they're born? They're not too wise, are they? No. But you can learn, and the Bible tells us, learn to be wise. We can all learn to be wise. We can learn this. You say, well, I'm just not that way. I wasn't born that way. It don't matter. We can learn. How many of you can ride a bicycle? You learned to do that, did you not? You're not born with the ability to ride a bicycle, but you learn how to do it. And we can learn, and the scripture is telling us here, learn to be wise and develop <clears throat> good judgment. Develop. This is talking about like maybe you're going to develop some muscles. You know, you're going to build those muscles up to develop. I mean, if you're fully developed, it has something to do with growing as well. But it says learn to be wise and develop Good judgment. Don't forget or turn away from my words. And then he says in verse 6 Don't turn your back on wisdom. For she, and wisdom is referred to as a she here in the Bible, the Old Testament especially, don't turn your back on wisdom. For she, wisdom, will protect you. Do we ever need to be protected as individuals? in our home, in our finances, in our our community, in our nation, you know. It says, don't turn your back on wisdom, for she will protect you. Love her. Talking about wisdom. Love her, and she will guard you. Wisdom will defend you. Genuinely. And then it says in verse 7, and this is where I get my title from this morning. It says, getting wisdom. I think wisdom was calling. <laughs> Getting wisdom, you know what? I better make sure mine's turned off now. Goes. That would be terrible, wouldn't it? If I my phone went off right here in the midst of everything. Ah. Okay. Now, don't everybody try to call my phone number and see if you can make it buzz or something. But here it is. It says, "Getting wisdom is the most important thing you can do." So says the Bible, and God knows. Getting wisdom is the most important thing you can do. And whatever else you do, get good judgment. Have you ever had bad judgment on something? You ever have bad judgment in choosing a car? Or something else? You know, oh, boy, I wish I hadn't have done that, you know. But he says, wisdom, getting it. And the way you get it is learning it. So you don't just kind of just wait around and one day all of a sudden, oh, I'm wise. There's a way to learn wisdom and there's a way to get good judgment. The Bible is telling us that right here. And wisdom, a wise person, is the opposite of a foolish person. Well, would you rather be a fool or, or a person of wisdom? And he's telling us here, getting wisdom is the most important thing you can do it. Whatever else you do, get good judgment. Now, you've all heard this little saying, I'm sure. It talks about if you uh, give a, a person a fish, they'll eat for a day. But if you teach them how to fish, this is my kind of little sayings. I love fishing, you know. You teach someone how to fish and, and you have provided fish for them for a lifetime. And anybody can learn how to fish. Even if you don't think you can, I can teach you how to fish if you're willing to learn. And we can learn wisdom. We can learn to be wise if we want to be wise. We can learn to catch a fish if we want to, you know. You can teach a person how to grow vegetables. Anybody here grow vegetables? Could you teach somebody how to grow vegetables? Yes, you could. Well, I know Mark can, you know. I've seen his garden, and the deer and the rabbits love his vegetables. (laughs) And there's another thing you can do. You can teach people to hunt. Now, that will be my place, standing beside his garden, waiting for the rabbits and deer to come, you know, and so forth. But uh, you can teach a person uh, any career that they want. You can teach that to them if they're willing to learn. You can teach them these kinds of things, you know. And you can teach a person faith. Now the Bible says in Hebrews, without faith it's impossible to please God. And you can have as much faith as you want. You can have faith, as the Bible says, that will remove mountains. The mountains of difficulty that you're dealing with, you can have faith. you believe that? I had someone last night brought out, no, I can't learn it. I'm going, you're exactly right. You can't. Why? Because that's what he was believing. He believed that he could. But you give me a little bit of time, I could sit down with someone and share with them principles and teach people how to have faith. It's right here in, in the Word. I mean, it's, I'm just reading it out of the air. But we can teach these things. So when he says learn to be wise, we can all learn to be wise. And I'll promise you, it will change your life for the better in 2018. It says here in Proverbs, and this is what I want to challenge you to do. I'm only going to read just uh, seven Proverbs right here. And I want to encourage you. Susan and I learned this many, 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 many years ago. Read through the book of Proverbs once a month. So on January the 1st, we would read Proverbs chapter 1. It's going to take you two to three minutes usually to read a a chapter of Proverbs. On January the 2nd, you would read what? Chapter 2. You got it. Then you go, oh, Pastor Ron, don't treat us like children, you know. (laughs) I'm not. If the shoe fits, wear it though, okay? On January the 5th, which Proverbs shall we read? Five. Okay, you got it, all right? But. You'll get through the whole book of Proverbs. only 31. You'll get through the whole book of Proverbs once a month. And let me tell you why you should read it, okay? I'm going to read the very first seven verses in Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 1. Listen to what it says. It says, these are the Proverbs of Solomon. Now, we know Solomon was the wisest one that ever lived. David's son, king of Israel. And then it says in verse 2, it says, Their purpose, these Proverbs, these wise sayings, their purpose is to teach people wisdom. You want wisdom for 2018? The book of Proverbs was written, their purpose is to teach people wisdom. And I want to tell you something. I don't care what you're dealing with. It don't matter. It don't matter whatever you're dealing with, you'll find the answers and wisdom to it in the book of Proverbs. You will, guarantee you. He says their purpose is to teach people wisdom and discipline. And you go, well, what's, what's, what's this thing about discipline? Anybody here play a musical instrument? Musical instrument? Did that take discipline? You, you may have foregone going out to play as you were practicing, you know, whatever your musical instrument was, but it took discipline. If you learned to ride a skateboard, did that take discipline? Absolutely. How many times did you have to fall down? You know? And all the things we become good at, the, the discipline in our lives enabled us. And I read something somewhere that says that anybody can become an expert in anything if they'll invest 5,000 hours doing it. You ever see kids play video games? And they will whoop you with it too, if you allow them to play for 5,000 hours, you know? Anything you can get good at. Anyhow, he says here in uh, verse 2 their purpose proverbs is to teach people wisdom and discipline to help them understand the insights of the wise their purpose proverbs their purpose verse three says is to teach people to live disciplined and what's that next word say successful lives how many of you want to live a successful life this year that's in regards to your health your finances your relationships In every aspect of your life, you want to be successful. If I go fishing, I want to be successful at it. If I want to play a guitar, I want to be successful at it. And he says here, the purpose of Proverbs, verse 3, their purpose is to teach people to live disciplined and successful lives. That's just the truth of it. You know, I don't even have a bag today. I don't think. I wonder if I can find something in this back room here. Okay, no bag, but I do have a little blanket. <clears throat> I need a volunteer. <laughs> nah, not really. <clears throat> that is a real axe, in case you thought it was just a toy or something. I'm trying to think, why did I bring that to church this morning? Oh, yeah. Let's read the verse out of the Bible. In Ecclesiastes chapter 10, verse 10, it says, since a dull axe requires what's those next two words? Great strength. (laughs) Sharpen the blade. Okay? Because a dull axe requires great strength.. <clears throat> All right. What's that? It's in my right hand? I actually have, but I couldn't find it, a little round sharpening stone, of course, and fine. this designed for an axe. But if you want to come up here and challenge me if it's sharp or not, you can. <laughs> well, actually, I'm just going to put it right back there, and it'll probably stay there for a while. But this is just a little old, just a little old something. It's a file. And you can use a sharpening stone. There's many ways that you can sharpen it. You can use an electric grinder if you want to. But I can tell you right now that it's sharp. Okay? And it says, since a dull axe requires great strength, sharpen the blade. That's the value of wisdom. It helps you succeed. I read about a guy one time. And he had gone, he uh, was a lumberjack, he had gone to this camp way out in the wilderness somewhere and applied for a job. And they didn't really need any more helpers, but the guy told them how good he was and so forth. So they said they give him a chance. And for the first few days, he did awesome. He cut down more trees than anybody on the whole crew. But then the second week came around, and he was lagging way, way, way behind. And the boss came and said, you know what? This ain't really working out for us. so I'm going to have to let you go. And, and the guy said, listen, I get up before anybody. I'm here before anybody shows up. And, and I put my entire being into this. And I cut trees with all the energy and strength I have. And the boss said, when's the last time you sharpened your axe? He said, listen, I am so busy working for you and cutting trees down. I don't have time to sharpen my axe. Let me tell you what happened. if a person doesn't sharpen their axe. They will work twice as hard as everybody else and cut down half as many trees. See, that's what wisdom does for us. And there's people right here in this room, I would greatly believe, who works harder than all of us, but you don't accomplish near as much if you don't have wisdom. And you can say, I'm strong, I can use that axe, I could cut down lots of trees with a dull axe. Well, you might could. But how many could you cut down if it was sharp? And see, if we lack wisdom, it's like a man who lacks the, the insight to sharpen his axe. He works really hard. You probably know people who work hard, harder than you do, but they just don't accomplish that much because they don't have wisdom. Let me read it once again. We'll move on. Since a dull axe requires great strength, Sharpen the blade. (laughs) That's the value of wisdom. It helps you succeed. And we want to succeed in 2018, and we need wisdom. And if your axe is dull, sharpen it, (laughs) you know. It takes such a small amount of time to sharpen an axe, and you can accomplish so much more. You can do twice as much work as everybody else can in half as much time if you have wisdom, if you sharpen your axe. Okay, let me go back to... uh, Proverbs chapter 1, picking back up in verse 3, it says, Their purpose, the purpose of Proverbs, is to teach people to live disciplined and successful lives, to help them do what is right, just, and fair. Verse 4 says, These Proverbs will give insight to the the simple. It'll give insight. Oh, oh, that makes sense, you know? Knowledge and discernment. Discernment's talking about good judgment. Knowledge and discernment to the young. Verse 5 says, let the wise listen to these proverbs. So if you're already wise, you're, well, I don't need to because I'm already wise. Listen, to what it says. Let the wise listen to these proverbs and become even wiser. It, would you mind being wiser than you are already? I mean, that'd be cool, right? I'd like all, and I'll tell you, there is not a day goes by that I don't pray for wisdom. The Bible says, if you lack wisdom, ask God for it. And he'll give it to you. And he'll give it to you freely. Wisdom is the principal thing. It's the most important thing. And and getting good uh, judgment, understanding. It is paramount. And it will cause you to succeed in whatever you do in 2018. If you want to succeed. That's what he's telling us. So he says... Verse 5, listen, let the wise listen to these Proverbs and become even wiser. Let those with understanding receive guidance. God bless you. By exploring the meaning of these Proverbs, explore, well, what does this mean? And, and the parables, the words of the wise and their riddles. Explore those, discover what it's talking about. And then it says, fear of the Lord is the foundation of true knowledge. Fear of the Lord. Now, make a note of that. Because I thought we were talking about wisdom. What does fear of the Lord have to do with it? Fear of the Lord is the foundation of true knowledge. But fools despise wisdom and discipline. So they despise it. Now, let me read, uh, going back over here to uh, Proverbs chapter 1. <clears throat> I'm sorry, Proverbs chapter 4, verse 7. Let me read that. It says, wisdom is supreme, therefore get wisdom, though it cost all you have, get understanding. <clears throat> now <clears throat> how much would you be willing to pay for wisdom and understanding? Yeah, it ain't all that important, is it? Without wisdom you you, you could go bankrupt, right? Without wisdom, your family could fall apart. Without wisdom, you could end up with terrible, bad health because you don't know what you should do for good health. How important is wisdom? Paramount, number one. Most important. The Bible says it's the most important thing. Wisdom is, because you can learn something that would change your your finances, your, your physical health, your relationships, everything in your life. With wisdom, it can change things If you have wisdom. Well, let me pick back up over here in verse 8. It says, if you prize, or you could say if you treasure, to prize or treasure wisdom, she will exalt you. She'll promote you. Wisdom will promote you and advance you if you treasure her, if you prize her. And then it says here, embrace her. Is anybody here sitting with your spouse this morning? You're sitting with your spouse? you sitting with your spouse? Could, could I get both of you to stand up? Sure. Just stay right where you're at. Now don't you look at each other? Now, will you give each other an awesome embrace? Close those eyes, please, <laughs> Okay. Give them an applause. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I just want you to understand what an embrace was, okay? An embrace is you pull somebody close to you. I mean, it, it, it shows right off the bat. You can see they love each other. And the Bible tells us. It says here in verse 8, If you prize wisdom, she will exalt you. Embrace her, and she will honor you. Embrace wisdom for 2018. Now I would even encourage you. Embrace it for 2019 also. And every year after that, it says in verse 9, she will place a lovely wreath on your head. Have you ever seen a wreath on people's heads? Who, who usually has the wreath? Olympics. Olympics? Greeks? Heroes? Champions? Caesars? You know, you see that. You know, I mean, that's a positive thing. You stand out or you stand above everybody. You know, you're a hero. You're a champion, you know. You're an emperor. And it says in in verse 9, she will place a lovely wreath on your head and she will present you with a beautiful crown. Not just a, a wreath made out of vegetation, but a crown. This is what wisdom will do for you if you embrace her. Now, some people despise wisdom. You know, But if you embrace her, she'll honor you and and, and make you noble and give you a, a, a crown. Wisdom is the ability to make the right use of knowledge. See, it's the application of knowledge. Wisdom is the ability to perceive the true nature of a matter and implement the will of God in that matter. Now, is college a good thing? Can you get wisdom from college? No. Don't misunderstand me. You can get lots of knowledge. But wisdom, the kind that's going to change your life, is going to come from God. So should we, we, we get all the knowledge we can? Sure we should. But see, the difference is knowledge... My Bible tells me this, and you see it quite often, that knowledge alone puffs up. (laughs) Look how smart I am. But see, knowledge alone, have you ever known somebody who who knew all the facts, but they had no common sense? Don't look at them right now or anything, you know. (laughs) Especially don't look this way, all right? But see, lots of times we'll say, that person's got common sense. That's wisdom. That just makes sense, you see. But see, wisdom is how to apply what you learned in college. Wisdom is how to apply the knowledge that you've received. And you want to apply it. However much you got, you want to apply it to your everyday life. And that's what makes a difference. It really does. Now... You know what this is right here can this keep you from getting lost has anybody ever carried one of these in your pocket or your little pack now I've been out hiking and stuff a lot in, in the woods and I've given a lot of compasses away when I'm out there in the woods I really have and uh, some of them are expensive ones too but if you get out there in the woods And then all of a sudden you get lost. Is this going to help you? Maybe not. You're out there in the woods and you've been hiking for a couple of days and you go, I don't know where I'm at. Let me see. Oh, mighty compass, take me home. When you get out of your automobile, if you drove somewhere, when you get out of your car you must take your compass out of your pocket you got your little backpack on and you got your compass here and you look at your compass and you go oh that's south i'm going to go hiking into the mountains and i'm going to go south so you go south then when it comes time to come home which way do you go north you're awesome Well, what if you get out of your car and you have no clue which way you went in the woods? Okay, compass, tell me how to get home. Boy, there's like four directions I can go. Hello, is anybody in there? You don't know how to apply the principles. And I'm telling you, there are so many people going in the woods with a compass and they don't have a clue how to use it. And it really won't serve you well. But if you know how to use it, and then you get like a little topographical map that that you use with it, it is amazing how easy it is to navigate. But see, a compass in your pocket, if you don't know how to apply it, it does you absolutely no good. And that's just the truth of it, you know. You can know the names of all the plants in the woods, and I love wild edible plants. I, I, I love knowing all about the plants. And all, but you can have all the knowledge, oh, that's a this or a that's a that. But if you, even if you have a book of wild edible plants, if you don't know what they look like, if you just got information, oh, you can eat this and eat this and eat this, but if you didn't have a picture of it, and there's enough plants out there to keep us all going, strong and healthy. But if you don't know what they are, you can starve to death. And, and worse than that, eat stuff that will poison you. You know that, right? So, uh, you know you can eat cattails? Every part of the cattail is edible at certain times of the year. And they're actually delicious. And But see, wisdom is to how do I apply the knowledge that I have? How do I apply this so I don't be lost? How do I apply this so I have something to eat when I'm out in the wilderness? How do I apply these things? Wisdom is the application of knowledge. And and this is something we need to apply what we learn from God's Word. Well, there's a saying that, you know, maybe there's some wisdom here. All right? I I heard that, you know. You hear someone talking, oh, wow, well, maybe maybe there's some wisdom in what she's saying. And I've got a few of those little, uh, maybe there's some wisdom here for you, okay? Uh, You know what? A squirrel ate all the little insulation off of some of our wires the other day. We caught him. Y'all see what time the clock up there says? It says, hello. So that's why that's not working. The squirrel enjoyed some of the insulation there, so I better leave my my phone out. Now, I have a new phone, and I don't know how to apply it, so I take my hand off of it, it goes off. So somebody better tell me when it's like, 10 minutes after the hour or something, okay? Not that I'm going to pay attention to you telling me that, you know, but that would be good. Well, if your mind should go blank, have you ever had a situation where you just went, duh? (laughs) If your mind should go blank, don't forget to turn off the sound. You ever know somebody whose mind went blank, but they just kept on talking? There might be some wisdom in that. A wise husband will buy his wife such fine china that she won't trust him to wash the dishes. (laughs) Men, there's wisdom in that. Nothing is foolproof to a talented fool. The early bird may get the worm, but the second mouse gets the cheese. You can picture that, can't you? Borrow money from a pessimist. They don't expect to get it back. (laughs) If at first you don't succeed, then skydiving isn't for you. (laughs) There may be some wisdom here. Wisdom enables one to be thrifty without being stingy and generous without being wasteful. Wisdom is seeing life from God's perspective. Thomas Jefferson had ten rules, you know, for what he called the good life. And there's some wisdom here. Number one, he says, Never put off till tomorrow what you can do today. We've heard that one. But there's wisdom in that. Number two, never trouble another for what you can do yourself. Number three, never spend your money before you have it. Is there wisdom there? Oh, it seems so appealing to spend it and then have to pay it later. But oh, boy. If you've saved up your money and you want something, you can usually negotiate, I got cash. Well, we can work a better deal maybe, even on an automobile or something like that. Um... Number four, never buy what you do not want because it's cheap. It will become dear to you. Number five, pride costs us more than hunger, thirst, and cold. Pride is devastating. Number six, never repent of having eaten too little. Have you ever said, oh boy, I ate too little today? (laughs) Have you ever said, oh, I ate too much? Number seven. This is Thomas Jefferson's ten rules that he lived by. He said, uh, number seven, nothing is troublesome that we do willingly. Number eight, don't let the evils which have never happened cost you pain. He's saying, don't worry. Scripture says, don't worry about anything. What we're we supposed to do? Pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He's done. And then His peace that passes all understanding will keep your heart and mind. I mean, that's that's word for word in Scripture. Anyhow, number nine, he says, always take things by their smooth handle. Whatever that means. And number 10, when angry, count to 10 before you speak. If very angry, count to 100. There might be some wisdom in that. Well, let's go back to the Scriptures. Proverbs 3, 19 says, By wisdom the Lord founded, which means he created, he established, By wisdom, the Lord founded the earth. Created this earth with wisdom. By understanding, he established the heavens. Hmm. And we're created in the very image of God. Uh, Keep looking up there at the clock. Because all it does is say, hello. Okay. All right. Well, let's go to Proverbs chapter 4, verse 10. It says, my child... Listen to me and do as I say. And you will have a what's that saying? Oh, you haven't changed it yet. Okay, I'll start over. Proverbs 4:10 says, "My child, listen to me, and do as I say, and you will have a... The squirrel is still at work, I think, <laughs> up there. It's okay? I'll just tell you what it says. You will have a long good life. How would you like to have a short bad life, you know? But he says, my child, listen to me and do as I say, and you will have a long good life. That's what what wisdom's talking about. There's wisdom in that. Verse 11 says, I will teach you wisdom's ways. Oh, you're going to teach me wisdom's ways. I want to learn. And lead you in straight paths versus crooked ones. He says, if you live a life guided by wisdom, you won't limp or stumble as you run. I kind of like the concept of not limping and stumbling as I run. I, I like being guided by wisdom. And then he says in verse 13, carry out my instructions. Don't forsake them. Guard them, you know, in your heart. For they will lead you to a, what's that say? Fulfilled life. That is compared to an unfulfilled life. Now think about it. Are there people who are really not satisfied? No matter, they, they may have everything that a successful family should have. They have it, but they're not fulfilled. They're not satisfied. It, it doesn't do for them on the inside, what they're looking for. He says here, carry out my instructions and don't forsake them and guard them in your heart, for they will lead you to a fulfilled life. And do not answer this question out loud. But are you truly fulfilled? Now don't you think about 2018? I believe that you can become truly fulfilled satisfied truly fulfilled in your life no matter how young or how old no matter how much you have or how much you don't have no matter your situations I believe that you can become fulfilled if we'll carry out the instructions that God gives us and we learn how to apply knowledge and we we have wisdom if if we will sharpen our acts it's the most important thing we can do I believe that you will be fulfilled and you will succeed in 2018. He goes on to say in verse 14, Do not do as the wicked do, or follow the path of evildoers. Avoid their haunts, their hangouts, and turn away, and and go somewhere else. Now listen to what the book of Job says. Job chapter 28, verse 12 says, But do people know where to find wisdom? Question mark. But do people know where to find wisdom? Where can they find understanding? No one knows where to find it. In Job's day, they didn't. They didn't have books and Bibles. There may be one person out of 10,000 who would have a nice scroll, a, a priest, a religious person, or some politician of some kind who would have a scroll or a, a little library, but there there was not such resources available to people, you know, to have the knowledge. But wisdom is the application of it. So he's asking a question here. Do people know where to find wisdom? Where can they find understanding? And he says in verse 13, no one knows where to find it. Uh, no one knows. It's what Job was saying. No one knows where to find it at, although we need it, for it is not found among the living. Verse 14 says... It is not here, says the ocean, nor is it here, says the sea. It cannot be bought for gold or silver. Hmm. Information can be bought. Degrees can be bought. But you can't buy wisdom. That's how to apply the knowledge that you bought. He says here in verse 15, It cannot be bought for gold or silver. Verse 16, its value is greater than all the gold of Ophir, greater than precious onyx, stone, and sapphires. Verse 17 says, Wisdom is far more valuable than gold and crystal. That's referring to diamonds. It cannot be purchased with jewels mounted in fine gold. Uh, jewels are not equal to wisdom. Verse 18 says, Coral. And valuable rock crystals, diamonds are worthless in trying to get it wisdom. The price of wisdom is far above pearls. 19 says, Topaz from Ethiopia cannot be exchanged for it. Talking about wisdom. Its value is greater than the purest gold. He's saying wisdom is unbuyable. That's what he's telling us. Verse 20 says, But do people know where to find wisdom? Where can they find understanding? for it is hidden from the eyes of all humanity. I wonder if there's anybody here seeking for wisdom. It says, even the sharp-eyed birds in the sky cannot discover it. Verse 22, but destruction and death say, we have heard a rumor of where wisdom can be found. Everybody's saying, you can't find it, you can't find it. It's not here, it's not there. But destruction and death say, we have heard a rumor of where wisdom can be found. Verse 23, God surely knows where it can be found. For he looks throughout the whole earth, under all the heavens. Talking about God. He made the winds blow and determined how much rain should fall. God has determined how much rain can fall. He made the laws of the rain and prepared a path for the lightning. And then, when he had done all this, he saw wisdom and measured it. He established it, wisdom, and examined it, wisdom, thoroughly. And this is what he says to all humanity. This is what God says to all humanity. He says, the fear of the Lord is true wisdom. Fear of the Lord, how does that get in the picture? He says the fear of the Lord is true wisdom. To forsake evil is real understanding. Now, Proverbs 8, 13, it says the fear of the Lord is to hate evil, you know, because evil will separate you from God. So if we really want to understand wisdom, we've got to go and study and find out what does the fear of the Lord mean, you know, um, I was reading about this uh, woman and uh, she dropped her kids off for school every morning. And she picked them up and all. And she was really concerned because the school was on a pretty fast moving road. And she saw cars zipping up and down that road and kids out there on the sidewalk waiting for their parents to pick them up or school bus or something like that. And she was really concerned and, and nobody was doing anything about it. So she went home and she got her black hair dryer and she would go and park out on that road when the people were coming by and she would hold her hair dryer out the window. I, I'm, this actually happened. Everybody slowed down just because she pointed her hair dryer at them and it looked like a radar gun, you know. <clears throat> the fear of being fined and caught Slowed everybody down, helped them to obey the law. You know, they won't have to pay a fine or something, although she wasn't a cop, actually, you know. But the fear of God is a little different. Uh, Let me read you Psalms 111, verse 10. It says, reverence. Other translations here would say the fear of God. It says reverence for the Lord. And you need to understand reverence for the Lord and the fear of God, they're the same thing. It's talking about admiration. It's talking about respect. It's talking about worship. You know, you respect God. You, you worship him. You admire him so much. Fear of the Lord is to hate evil. I don't want to do evil because it'll separate. It'll put great distance between me and God. You see, it's not being scared of God. That's not the fear of God. It's just having an awesome, holy respect and admiration for him, which is part of our worship, because I just want to please him, you see. Anyhow, it says reverence for the Lord is the foundation of true wisdom. So you can't really study wisdom without finding out what the fear of the Lord is all about. Reverence for the Lord is the foundation of true wisdom. The rewards of wisdom come to all who obey him. Praise his name forever. When we obey God, he says rewards of wisdom. Obeying God is wisdom. We can learn things the hot, h- hard way. Don't put your hand on that hot burner. Ah, we got to learn it the hard way, right? I would rather learn from somebody else's experience. That would be wisdom. You remember Samson in the, in the Bible? I gotta keep looking over here. Okay, I got a little bit more time. You know, Samson did not have wisdom. Now he was a leader in the nation he was unbelievable. He, he could fight a 1,000 men and, and win the, the war. One time he ripped the gate off of a city who had done something that had offended him. He ripped the gate off that would have taken 50 men to lift. He ripped the gate off of the city, ripped the hinges out, and carried it like 30 miles out in the desert and dropped it there. They had to go pick the thing up and bring it back. He had tremendous strength, but he lacked wisdom. Samson did not have wisdom. He had great strength, but he had no wisdom. He didn't hate evil. And, and many of us know he wouldn't depart from it. He, he started, you know, hanging out with this uh, woman. What was her name? Uh, Delilah. He was living in an immoral relationship that he knew was improper. And because he lacked wisdom, he was violating what God had told him to do. He just disobeyed what God was telling him to do. Does anybody remember what happened to his eyes? They were gouged out. He was put at uh, the job of a donkey, pushing this big old log that was attached to a a stone that ground the meal. He did that. They gouged out his eyes because they found the secret of his strength. that He was not supposed to tell anybody, but it all happened because his lack of the fear of the Lord. He disobeyed God blatantly and God gave him opportunity after opportunity opportunity to repent you see but he lacked wisdom and therefore he lost his eyesight and he lost his freedom and I'm going to tell you if we choose to reject wisdom we'll lose our ability at least to have spiritual sight to have spiritual vision we'll, we'll lose our our vision and And things will just get kind of cloudy, and we don't know which way to go anymore. But if we want God's best for 2018, we'll learn to obey God. We'll we'll learn wisdom from Him. It's the most important thing He tells us. Psalms 81 verse 11 says, But no, my people wouldn't listen. Israel did not want me around. Why didn't they want Him around? Why don't your kids want you around at times? Because they're doing something they shouldn't be doing. Why don't we want God around? Maybe because we're doing something we shouldn't be doing. And he says, but no, my people wouldn't listen. Israel did not want me around, so I let them follow their blind and stubborn way, living according to their own desires. Therefore, fools they were, with the consequences of foolishness, you know. Uh, Ecclesiastes 2.12 says, So I decided to compare wisdom and folly. And anyone else would come to the same conclusion I did. Verse 13, Wisdom is of more value than foolishness, just as light is better than darkness. You think light's better than darkness? Sure it is. And wisdom is so much better, you know, than foolishness. Um, I want to see into 2018 I want to have vision I want to know the best path to take and wisdom will give that to us it really will uh, let's see in Proverbs 3 verse 6 it says seek his will God's will and all you do and he will direct your path don't be impressed with your own what's that saying? Oh, do you know there's different kinds of wisdom? There's human wisdom. Human wisdom often is hostile toward God's wisdom. There are several kinds of wisdom we haven't even talked about yet, but we will as we continue our lesson here, you know, in the weeks to come. But he says here, seek his will in all you do, and he'll direct your paths. Don't be impressed with your own wisdom like Samson was, you know. If it feels good, just do it. That's human wisdom, you see. Anyhow, it says, don't be impressed with your own wisdom. Instead, fear the Lord and turn your back on evil. That's the beginning of wisdom, you see. Then, with wisdom, you will gain renewed health for your body and vitality. Would you like to have renewed health and vitality? He says, then, if you understand the fear of the Lord, you're pursuing wisdom, then you will gain renewed health and vitality. Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the leftovers of every... I'm sorry? Why are y'all interrupting me while I'm talking? He says, honor the Lord with your wealth and with the, the best part, not what's left over, if there is any. Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the best part of everything your land produces. That was when he was instilling in them the concept of investing in his kingdom, the whole concept of tithes and offerings and all. You know, we should learn to invest our life, not just to spend all of our time and our energy and our money, just spend it up and then we have nothing, but we should learn to invest it in God's kingdom and maybe other people and things that have great benefit to them. We, we should learn how to do that. Uh, and then he says here, honor the Lord with your wealth and with the best part of everything your land produces. Then he will fill your barns with grain and your vats will overflow with the finest wine. Last verse we're going to look at today. is in Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse 11. It says, being wise is as good as being rich. In fact, it is... Better, wisdom or money can get you almost anything, but it's important to know that only wisdom can save your life. Hmm. Notice the way God does things. And are we paying attention to how God does things? It says, notice the way God does things, then fall into line. Don't fight the ways of God as Samson did. For who can straighten out what he has made crooked? And then Ecclesiastes 7, verse 19, it says, A wise person is stronger than the ten leading citizens of a town. Hmm. Now, it's in the Bible. We'll talk about it another time maybe. But there was a time when all these warriors and all these leaders came to destroy a city. The Bible talks about it. And they didn't know what to do. But an old, old man, very poor man, he came and said, well, why don't we do this? And guess what? They overcame. Does wisdom come just to the wealthy? Can poor people, can young people, can old people have wisdom? Absolutely beyond a shadow of a doubt. They can. So I just want to stimulate your thinking about wisdom as you begin to read. And I would challenge you, you know, read Proverbs 1 through 7 and pick up tomorrow, and you'll read Proverbs 1, 8. Yes, that's a wise person who said that, you know. And uh, hopefully next week we'll talk about some of the things we learned there. But you can, you can learn wisdom. God's got a whole book about wisdom and it relates to everything that affects your life. So I'd like us just to take a moment right now and pray. Father, we come before you in the name of your Son Jesus, and we thank you for giving us your book. Thank you for all the knowledge that we find there. And you said it in your word that your people perish for the lack of knowledge. And Lord, we need that knowledge. And Lord, but we need great wisdom. We, know, we, we need to know how to apply the knowledge that we're learning to our everyday life. And I ask your blessings upon the men and women, young folks in this room, in the balcony, in our Overflow Cafe. I ask your blessings on all those who are watching online that you would impart to us wisdom this day, that every day throughout this coming year we would have wisdom from you. You said if we lack like it, we could ask you for it. And we know often you give it to us as we crack open your book. But grant us wisdom, Father, so we can be successful, so we can be fulfilled and satisfied, Lord, that we can uh, accomplish all that you have called us to. Bless my brothers and sisters, I ask here today. Bless them with wisdom. And just continue to stimulate our desire and our appetite. For your wisdom, Father. Not just human wisdom, but from wisdom that comes from above. Now, as our heads are bowed, I would ask you to join me as we start off a new year. Would would you join me as we just reaffirm our faith in Christ? And maybe you don't know Christ personally. Well, today's the day you can. You can invite him into your life as we pray together. Would you pray with me? We're gonna pray out loud together right now. Would you join me? Dear Heavenly Father i believe that you love me that's why you sent your son and i believe that jesus paid the price to wash all my sins away he paid my debt i believe that jesus rose from the dead and i believe he's knocking at the door of my heart i open wide my heart and i welcome jesus as my savior as my lord and as my soon-coming King. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. If you prayed with me just now um, and accepted Christ, would you stop at the uh, Connections desk on your way out? They have a little uh, gift bag for you. It's got a Bible and some other goodies. If you're a guest, we have a gift for you. You know, stop back there and let them know. Oh, in our uh, our weekly challenge, I'm challenging you. I am determined to live a disciplined and successful life in 2018. If that's you, say, I want to be successful and live a disciplined life. Check it off. Drop it in the tithe box. And if you need some prayer, there'll be folks around the altar who would love to pray with you. And uh, don't forget to sharpen your axe. God bless you. You are dismissed.